Hello everybody, welcome back to the Talent Managers podcast. Sorry, I'm just like coughing in the background, I am <laughs> still full of a cold. Well, you know how it's been so sunny, it suddenly got so cold and I just feel like, I feel like it's October. I don't even think it's, it's cold, July. it's humid, it's rainy, mm-hmm. but it's like tropical yeah. rain, like it's still hot, so don't it's humid it. and I do not like that. I love no. the rain though. Do you? Not? Yeah. I don't love it in summer i honestly i've been in my prime the last like two weeks yeah like see when we went to duck and waffle last week oh and the content that you shot oh my god go and look at eva's instagram because i took it and it is 10 out of 10 if i say so myself even though i didn't know how to take a burst photo and then i accidentally deleted photos after (laughs) airdropping because not realizing that you can't airdrop bursts and yeah i tried it myself when i got back Uh because i took some of my work phone and i Uh tried to airdrop or send my burst that there's no way to do it yeah i spoke to ava about it because she was the one that showed me how to do bursts but she takes them obviously on her phone i took them on her phone of her yeah. so that didn't happen but to be honest the ones that you got and the ones that i uploaded i was happy with i so. think they were the best yeah of them. like the lighting was perfect yeah and it's also like you got more comfortable where we were shooting and like knew yeah. exactly what you want so it wasn't as awkward and like you know what i really want to do i don't even spoke about this i really want you to come to cyprus with me I mean, I'm always down. I want you to come to my grand's. I am literally always down. Because you can drive her car, because you're going to be 25 in September. Yes. So you can drive her car. That I is, <laughs> I mean, that is terrifying thought of me driving in it's Cyprus. An, it's an automatic, it's the same side of the road. So you'll be fine. Uh, okay, fair enough, yeah. Just as well, it's an automatic car. <laughs> yeah, just as well, I only have an automatic license. <laughs> yeah, so it's perfect. So, I mean, that I'm, would be unreal. That would be so much fun. We could literally do that in October. Because you're one of my travel buddies Mm -hmm. like i feel like there's some friends that you cannot travel with Mm -hmm. i don't know i was watching i was watching vanderpump rules you don't watch vanderpump rules do you but i've seen a lot of the oh my god so i watched season one to six years ago Mm -hmm. when it was coming out Uh and then i stopped for a while and i picked it up when like the whole scandal thing happened and tiktok and all that um and but i started back at season six and like Rewatched what I kind of already watched and continued yeah. on. And there's one girl in there, Kristen, who's like an absolute nightmare, and no one can travel with her. Like <laughs> anytime they go away, she has to get her own room because no one wants to stay with her. Like she gets like really drunk, and then like if if you're asleep, she wants all the lights on her to wake you up, or gets mad at you for being asleep. And she 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 hates being away from home. She hates mm-hmm. flying. Oh my God, like it's just a nervous wreck, yeah. miserable the whole time. She's like, I want to be home. She hates traveling. So yeah. I'm like, I don't have anyone like that that's that extreme. Mm-hmm. But I know I have some friends that I couldn't travel with. Yeah, I. this has actually been something recently been discussed in my like school friend group is like half of us are not massive drinkers, like don't really love like a club. Yeah. The other half are like big drinkers, mm-hmm. love a night out. And we're like, we can't go to Ibiza together because like we're not going to want to do the same things. Anyway, see how you're saying about traveling. So I don't like I spoke about this, but when I I was just in Mar, well we did speak about how I was in Marbella. Yeah. When I was in Marbella, I had a moment where I freaked out in the airport because like, and I mean like, I was borderline going to have a severe panic attack. Like I was like, oh my god, because the girls I'd gone with were flying back to London and I was flying back to Glasgow, and. Um, there was a point where I'd said bye to them and I was sat in the airport alone and I was literally like that's a lot for you I was like 
and I, guys, I've I've flown by myself like multiple times. Yeah. In the last year as well, and I'm not being funny. I was sat there like, I am in Spain alone. I don't know anyone. Cause see, like when I go to Cyprus, like if I'm in Paphos Airport, I'm like I can go back to my grands. Like if if my flight gets cancelled or do you know what yeah. I mean? Or when I went to Milan, I was like I'm go back to Sophie's or do you know what I mean? But in this moment, I was like I'm stuck here. I literally I don't know anybody in this country. There's nobody. Like do you know what I mean? Usually when I'm in a country I like know someone that's there. I mean I've literally been to London with you and on the train you're like how do I get around? I can't. Oh my god no it's gonna be so unsafe. No I have to take Ubers everywhere. Like stressing about yeah. London. I feel like it's places that you don't know well whereas now mm-hmm. I feel like if you go to London you oh, know yeah. well enough you're like I know I can get from here to here. I know that I'd rather pay for an Uber for this or I can get a tube for this. Yeah. And, like you're but I remember going the, the first time in London with you and you're like stressed and I'm like you literally go everywhere. You go to Italy, you go to Cyprus, you go to this and that. But I think yeah. it's you in, like, new places. Yeah. I mean, like, I... My uncles used to stay in London and they, like, when I went, I'd be with my, like, parents. So they would, you know, but when we went to London, I hadn't been since, like, well before COVID. So I was like, whoa. And there was a new line. What's it called? The Elizabeth line. Yeah. And all that. Speaking of the Elizabeth line... The hotel that we have booked, we were uh, stuck between two. I was telling uh, you, like the the Premier Inn hub, because uh, we I love a Premier Inn hub. Have you stayed at a hub? No. It's not a normal Premier Inn. Right. It's like a small, really bright lights, great size room, really clean, like modern. Okay. But like very tech. Right. Like they've got all these buttons and USB. So it's giving Yotel. It is. It's like a Yotel but Premier Inn right. version. So. I love a I love a hub, but they're always sold out or like really yeah. expensive, even though it's Premier Inn. But the other one is an Ibis, mm-hmm. and I do that's where I stay in Paris is always with an Ibis. I yeah. love the Accor Group. I have a Hilton Hotels uh, member account and an Accor Group member account for just for Ibis. Yeah. Um, and we're choosing whether we're staying at the Ibis, whatever. The price difference is like fifty quid or whatever. Cami mm-hmm. picked the more expensive one just so he can ride the Elizabeth line while we're in London more than once. What is the difference? It's it's so fast. Oh, really? Yeah, so it, in the the line goes all the way out to Reading. Right, yeah. Which is outside of London. Yeah. So you would usually have to get, a, like, a train. Yeah. So the route that it goes is quite far out, and it doesn't... Yeah. Like it, but it, it covers central London in certain spots, mm. and you can get from one place to another in London that would usually take you half an hour in, like, four minutes type of See, thing. when I get the tube, mm-hmm. it makes me travel sick. Well, the Elizabeth line has air conditioning. Okay, and it's, it's like, the heat that makes me feel unwell, I It's think. got air conditioning, and it's newer, so it's a lot right. nicer. It's, okay. I've been on it. It's, it's quite nice. Like, right. when I go on another tube now, I'm like, oh, dirty old. Like, <laughs> this, I'm like, clean, fast air conditioning. I honestly, like... I, you know, I recently watched The Bodyguard. It's called Bodyguard. Have you seen it? Yeah. I, I can't believe how behind you are on Yeah, that. this is, like, from 2018. This yeah. is old. But, guys, I watched it, and it really, like... Trigger, it really scared oh, me. Of course I can't it did. Lie. You're a very anxious person though, so I feel like uh, yeah. you think of like all everything that could go wrong on something, so now you'd be like, oh, I can't go on a train because now another bad thing you know could happen. I mean that's always been like always been in my mind. But anyway, we're not gonna talk about it. Because otherwise I just think about it too much. I'm going on I'm going yeah. on a train in two weeks, so But I mean or like a week. It'll be fine. It's a week, guys. I still so... can't believe you're going down in the evening though, because we could have gotten the same train in together. And like if you weren't travelling down with a friend or they were coming at a separate time. You could have come down with me and Cami and spent the day with us before meeting your friend. I but still th- could, but I feel bad making her get a four-hour yeah, train alone. 
the long train. I was because I was kind of thinking like, oh, do we just fly down? Flights are expensive. On the, flying down on the Friday would have been fine, but the Saturday is. It costs more to fly one way than a full return train. I know. Anyway, we are wanting to take some more time, like for our own socials, because I think that when we do that, I think that it kind of does actually help our talent as well. No, I definitely think mo- a lot of the work that I've got in my girls as well have been from like my own brand contacts or brands mm-hmm. that have reached out to me. Yeah. So it's always beneficial. It doesn't. For I sure. don't think it is ever a detriment. No. Or like a negative. Yeah, definitely not. I think that. There ha- yeah, there's been a lot of things that um, that either like, even things we've been invited to. That's like yeah, yeah, come like, along to our talent, and then they get something out of it as well. Yeah, like for I don't know if it's because I've got like a lot of Edinburgh stuff in like in my name. It literally is like yeah. Emmy Rose and like Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how I. I need to start asking brands like how they find us yeah, and our talent, true. like where uh-huh. they saw them from or how they mm-hmm. found them, but. I get a lot of Edinburgh invites or mm-hmm. like PR events and stuff like yeah. that that I can then like get the girls invites for. We do our own socials and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but we don't work for the same agency. agency. Yeah, like I think a lot of people think because we have this podcast and we're both in the same field, we own the same agency. Mm-hmm. We, Which don't. we don't. Yeah. So speaking of that, we're moving on to questions. One of the questions I got was, what made you both want to do this, as in, like, talent management, running our own businesses and stuff, and do you work together? Okay, do you want to, you start? Yeah, so we do work together, but not together. Like, (laughs) we work alongside each other. Yeah. And help each other, but we don't work at the same agency. I think a lot of people struggle to understand how there's not, sort of, like, competition between us in terms of our agencies, especially because we're based in the same place but honestly like I think that between us like we have a different style of talent and also like quite different niches literally like yeah I mean a lot of our work does overlap we do Mm -hmm. give each other contacts for other stuff and like Mm -hmm. you literally gave me a contact that helped give me one of my girls pay campaign the other week and Mm -hmm. I give you contacts all the time I'd yeah, I mean, I think that, like, you could probably manage some of my talent and I could probably manage some of your talent, but I think that sometimes I'll come across someone and go, oh, they're really good, but they're a better fit for Emmy than they are for me, or you'll send me someone and go, oh, she's she's your vibe, do you know what I yeah. mean? And, like, we have that kind of understanding, I'd say, like, I don't know, I just think we don't really have... Or, for example, like, you got a really big, good retainer deal last week... Yes. And you told me. And I was like, can you send me it? Mm-hmm. But wait until yours is confirmed first. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think it's quite like, I don't know. I, I, I just don't think there's really. And obviously, being based in the same place, like, a lot of your talent is based here in Scotland. But mine, mine isn't. isn't. Like, I have a couple talent that are based up here, but they are kind of more like micro and they work on more like smaller campaigns. But in terms of my like full time, influencers like they're they're based down south so there's not really kind of much of like an issue in that sense Do you know yeah what I mean? like I feel like our own brand contacts as well like we spoke about this on Gab's podcast oh, yeah because we did go on a 
different podcast. We went on Gift of the Gab mm-hmm. with Gabs and Jesus. yeah. So if you haven't heard of her podcast or seen that episode, then make sure you go listen to that mm-hmm. because we do talk a lot about like our experience in the industry and how we got to like where we are today and yeah. things like that. But one of the things that we were saying on there is like our brand interests and the type of brands that like our talent are different like you've got some fast fashion companies that really love working with you girls and you've got like good contacts Mm -hmm. there and when I think about it like you work a lot with like House of CB and Nadine Mm -hmm. Marabi and all that my girls don't that's yeah I work with like Lucy and Yak and like a completely different type of fashion contacts Mm -hmm. and I think that also ties into like our own sort of interests and stuff like obviously we've got a lot of stuff that overlaps Mm -hmm. But, like, our own fashion interests and makeup interests and influences we follow is completely different. Yeah, for sure. But it still comes together. Yeah. We love a lot of the same creators and Mm -hmm. brands and things like that. Yeah, definitely. And I think, like, our talent is an extension of that, almost. Not Mm -hmm. intentionally, but just, like, the brand contacts you've made from your own socials and have had for years you've yeah. been able to work with with your girls mm-hmm. and then me with my own and things with like hard rock edinburgh and things yeah. like that i've been able to do for my girls yeah definitely so there's never any competition as well because no. we also then share and introduce those contacts and connections to, to, to each, each other. other yeah it's kind of like a fair balance and i think like was the rest of the question like what made us want to do this yeah i think that sort of answered itself like our interests you know and like just us working on our own socials like fair enough we don't have hundreds and thousands of followers if we had the time probably would we (laughs) i don't know but um i think that that's probably the interest kind of built up just from like yeah building our own socials and the contacts we've made but also i think that we grew up literally in the era of like when influencers first started coming Popped out. off, yeah. When YouTube first started. Because YouTube's been around for, like, Years. the early 2000s. Yeah. But it didn't pop off until, like, 2012. Yeah. And then, like, vlogging became a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you were talking last episode yeah. with, like, Shay Carl and stuff. Oh, my and God, yeah. All of that. Do you remember the sisters, Ellen Blair Fowler? Of course. They are the OGs. They are. There was... One of them, I think it's Elle's husband, was also a YouTuber. Yeah. He was a music guy. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, I, no. I love it all. But I remember watching them literally when they stayed in their parents' house. Do you remember when, like, Shane Dawson was in love with, like, Bla- Blair? With Blair Fowler. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they did now, a whole video about it afterwards. Yeah. I remember, yeah. like, like, the... I used to go to bed watching, they're like, what's in my bag? And they're like, I'm going to college, this is what's in my handbag that I take to school every day. And it was like, highlighters and all that, and I'd be like, I I need those highlighters. Mm -hmm. And I used to wish that I could take a bag like that to my high school. Yep. Yep. Like, that's where it started. I I don't know why I remember this so clearly. Like, when I was doing, like, this is literally something I thought of this morning. It's so odd but I didn't have much time and I was like am I going to do my hair or am I going to do my makeup and I just remember this video of Blair Fowler must be one of her early like sponsored videos by like a dry shampoo company she was like in her like southern American accent being like hey guys so this morning I woke up and my hair was really greasy but when I wanted to go to school I wanted to do my makeup and not my hair but I got this dry shampoo oh my god Cooper's looking at me like what the hell like I just remember like that was the early days of YouTube ads yeah like back before 
there was all these rules and oh yeah because think of like zoella like i'm sure there was lots of things like that rimmel foundation and like the the kate moss lipstick that she used to use like all yeah. that i'm sure that was probably all well our collection it's concealer. like how morphe used to have like an influencer affiliate program mm-hmm. years and years ago and people would make commission off of people using their code but it was uh, like never disclosed because right. back then it, that you wasn't really to. a thing yeah so they'd be like yeah you know you can use my code to get like his, his like Jacqueline Hill was one of the first mm, OG yeah. and that's how she ended up getting her palette through them yeah she used to be like you know like here I'm doing my makeup I'm using the Morphe brush and I'm using mm-hmm. this and then link it in the description be like make yeah. sure you use my Morphe code you get like 15 to 20 percent off yeah but like none of that none of that was ever disclosed mm. or yeah. It's crazy. Does it still have does it have to be disclosed in America now? Is that even a law? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Would no, I don't really work at American like really Like their think. laws I don't think are as strict as ours right. because here in the UK you have to say like this is like if you're doing a YouTube video, what most people will be like, this this portion of the video is sponsored by this brand yeah. because then you're clearly disclosing yeah. Like, this is a sponsor, this is an ad, Yeah. here's the product and all that. Mm. And I've had a few American brands come back to Becca and be like, oh, can we remove, like, her saying, like, this is a sponsored uh, section or, like, this thanks to brand name for sponsoring this video yeah. just because we don't want it to feel like an ad. And, like, legally she has to disclose that it is yeah. an ad. Yeah. So it's in, like, she can say it in five other ways, but she has to say mm-hmm. this is an ad, they are sponsoring yeah. this. This yeah. product that I'm promoting to you right now is sponsored thank yeah. you brand for sponsoring yeah so i think they're like not as strict right but you still have to like put ad you still have to it's not disclose. quite as in your face i feel yeah but here it's quite mm. full-on yeah but then again some people I just don't do it though so many people not disclosing ads mm-hmm. and i'm like you're gonna get in trouble and i'm also like how's your manager not going hang on like you need to yeah because the first thing like if we put up something Mm -hmm. and one of the girls have not disclosed it as an ad because you need technically you need to be disclosing everything Mm -hmm. and i follow a couple girls who are like have done a collaboration with a brand two years ago and still have to be like my outfit is from here not gifted or sponsored but i have previously been sponsored by like because you have to disclose that for like full transparency so girls are like do i put gifted do i put ad Mm -hmm. like i don't know i'm like it's always better to just put ad and then you can disclose mm-hmm. because then that way you're never going to get into trouble yeah. for the wrong thing yeah god i need to put on my shoe on actually i didn't, didn't put ads i literally just put in everything like yeah all items were previously gifted, gifted. or yeah even if i've already done a post for it or it's previous yeah. run, like 99 percent of the clothes i own are mm. previously sponsored so i just make sure to put it on, on every caption next question at what point would you say to get management what like followers wise how many followers you need to have we've talked about it in a couple episodes already um it's not about the amount of followers you have it's about the amount of work you're getting or platform growing like for example i'd have under 10k i'm very close to 10k yeah i started making reels every day for a couple weeks and the amount of brands that have just been popping into my DMs since doing that, mm-hmm. like my reach has gone from like a couple thousand to over 150k mm-hmm. in a month. Yeah. And I've had like four or five brands a week in my DMs, like, hey, we'd like to work with you, or hey, we want to do it. This, I feel like or, when you yeah. start getting a l- brand interest mm-hmm. on a regular basis, so over a couple of weeks, getting multiple mm-hmm. brands, then you should probably go, okay, brands are wanting to work with yeah. me, brands are interested in me. 
I feel like that's the level that you are ready to have management help. Yeah, definitely. And I have under 10k, uh, so it's like... I know, I think it's all down to how, like, how consistently you're getting these, you know, offers or how consistently you are posting and also the standard of your content. Like, when I'm looking at someone, see even if they have, like... I, ha- I have influencers, talent, that are have 15k and work on a monthly basis with, like, uni days and, like, um, I'm trying to think of another example of who they've worked with. I don't even just, like, government campaigns. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and that's ideal. Like, it's, they're not my biggest money makers, of course, but even just having a roster of talent um, that you can offer to brands, like, I would still be interested in someone that doesn't have, like, thousands and thousands of followers, do you yeah. know what I mean? So... Yeah, is that to answer the question? Yeah, I think it's more just so on how often you're working with brands on a paid basis or yeah. how many brands are interested in working with you. Because, like, even if you're a small creator, I mean, I, I'm i very lucky to work with multiple brands on a monthly basis mm-hmm. in retainers on, like, paid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, my amount of work I could technically have management for yeah but a lot of it is ugc or like mm-hmm. collaborator posts or content for your brand like yeah. it doesn't have to be on your own profile i do think it's just like workload versus yeah. followers it's not dependent on yeah. followers. for example one of my friends um and this is also the thing about having a very specific niche so one of my friends um has like nine thousand followers on tiktok she does a lot of like running fitness videos mm-hmm. and she's just got a deal for over a thousand pounds with new balance and asos it just shows you like you actually can get like really good work yeah because for... it's all niche dependent as well like you've just said like how many content creators do you know that make just specifically purely like running, running fitness content and, yeah, yeah she so could have done that one that you were doing what's it called the the moonwalk mm-hmm. that's walking same thing yeah but I <laughs> running walking it's all the same it's all exercise it's all exercise that I am not fit enough to take part in but yeah it's like that kind of mm-hmm. that kind of thing like it, it depends yeah. on your niche I think yeah. if, if you're in fast fashion mm. and you are only really on one platform like you've got a couple hundred on TikTok but you've got a few thousand on Instagram and you're just doing fast fashion content it's probably not worth you getting management yeah. I think if for like for example you're in a specific niche Mm -hmm. where you're like a vegan mummy blogger and you've got a couple thousand on both platforms Mm -hmm. and you're working actively with a lot of brands because there's not really many other creators that's a different Mm -hmm. thing yeah i think if you're trying to be a full-time content creator just doing fast fashion content yeah it's not gonna there's actually such a good thing to highlight if you want to be an influencer really you have a niche really like yeah. you need to you need to kind of brand yourself in a certain way and if that is you want to go into fashion I think that like that is a very saturated industry and you're gonna have to do a lot more and your your content is gonna have to be exceptional really like see when you think of people that do really well in fashion and and even like beauty isn't as saturated but you your content has to be so creative and like yeah, I also feel like you need to be on, like, every platform. Yep. Because, like, most fast fashion brands would rather pay for stuff on TikTok or YouTube. Or, yeah. Like, Instagram. for you to actually make a 
mm-hmm. a, a living from it, you would need to be posting on TikTok and Instagram, really. and at least two. Yeah, and even like a lot of content that I book in now with fast fashion brands is like, you know, it is across. Like, can we get a TikTok and a an Instagram story haul and a YouTube video haul for this much? Like, it is like bundled in bundled deals yeah i mean i know youtubers who do maybe like three or four paid sponsors Mm -hmm. collabs a month yeah who make 10 to 20 grand Mm -hmm. and then i also know instagram fashion girlies with similar followings couple hundred Mm -hmm. thousand who make the same amount a month but mm-hmm. they do like 50 plus collabs a month because yeah. it's like 150 pounds here, 500 pounds here. Like it's quantity over quality. Yeah. And I feel like that is really, really full on. And that's that's also for like the top creators. Yeah. In like the fashion space. Yeah. Like you really yeah. do have to do a lot unless you're able to like break through. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't really make that much money. No. I, I you do have to be I think oh, the main the money really is in beauty lifestyle tech. Li- lifestyle tech yeah I agree do you scout for people or is everyone on your roster people who have come to you or both I've had a bit of both yeah 99% of the people that are on my roster I've scouted yeah one or two have reached out I think that for me, a lot of the time it's like word of mouth. So it's like I manage one person and then their friend is looking for a manager. So then I manage them as well. Do you know what I mean? Like that's kind of what's happened. I think that, uh, yeah, it's a mix. I've had a couple of people get in touch with me. I, I, If I'm honest, majority of people that get in touch with me, I don't really take on. I think in terms of who've reached out to me, I think I've taken on one person that's reached out to me in all honesty. But like it does mean like don't not reach out. Yeah. I think a lot of people, I mean, when I first mm-hmm. was looking for management as a creator, yeah. I signed with the first person that I spoke to. Yeah. And I would sort of just like reach out to one place and then mm-hmm. wait, sit and wait for them to respond because yeah. I'm thinking, I don't want to reach out to other people and then have like mm-hmm. four or five people get back to me and want to yeah. sign me. And I'm like, that, that doesn't, yeah. that, realistically, that, that doesn't yeah. happen. Like, so many agencies get way more inquiries than you probably think. Yeah. And anyone that's willing to just, like, take you on straight mm-hmm. away without actually getting to know your or your talent, I think, is a red flag. Yeah. Like, my old agency was also, like, a YouTube um, network. network. Yeah. So they took YouTube AdSense as well. And I think that's why they were so quick to sign me. But mm-hmm. I had a friend who was signed there and loved it. She had a different manager to what I got and she was who I was speaking to and then as soon as I signed she's like right so you're going with this manager then and I had to speak to my manager over email it was just a bit awkward and like I'd always have to chase I didn't really know when I was getting paid or Mm -hmm. it just like was more hassle than it was worth yeah but I think if you really are interested in management reach out to a lot of lot of places see where friends of friends are because yeah. the thing is if you can get a friend to recommend you mm-hmm. or if like a friend's in an agency and they're like yeah like apply for that but also mm-hmm. like I've had some girls come to me like oh I'm friends with this person and they're really good mm-hmm. would you look at their profiles and stuff and I always do yeah I always make time to like have a chat with them mm-hmm. and see that type of thing I think as well like from us working in the industry like we kind of know what agencies are good what agencies are quite corrupt like we've obviously kind of worked on brand side for some campaigns yeah there are some agencies out there where i'm like 
well, there was an I- Love Islander a few years back. Oh, yeah. And her, her agency, the way they worked, like, they just straight away sent me her media kits, which didn't... It literally looked like... Not even like a Canva template. Right. Like, so messy and unprofessional. Like, copy mm. and pasted on a bright pink background. Oh, no. And then the rates were, like, a quarter of what they should have been. I remember this. Yeah. So low. And I was just thinking, like, oh, my God, if I, if I was this girl, mm. like, does she know that this is how mm. they're coming to brands? Mm. Because I was like, oh, this is an immediate no. Yeah. Or, like the brand would say we want to work with this creator so let's send it to them and they brought the agency would come back straight and be like yeah no not for this creator but here's like seven other creators instead but the, mm. like they wouldn't even pass on they the need offer. to yeah yeah and it's like no the brand specifically want to hear from her and yeah. they're like oh but what about our other talents like why yeah i get you they, or give a give a reason like no she's already in a contract with this yeah or be so like can. no this product isn't of interest or anything it's yeah. like okay you don't i'm like I've just sent you one email. You're uh, sending me 20 different media kits over for different people. Like, I just yeah. want to know if she's interested. Yeah. I, yeah, I get you. Like, there are some, like, weird... And if there's a reason why she's not interested, we can we can discuss someone else, but... Yeah. I, I do want to get back into doing influencer campaigns for... Oh, it'd be so much... Like... I know. It's quite fun. It is, but oh my god, it's stressful. It depends. It depends how easy the company is to work with, and I think that a lot of people do struggle because... There's a reason that they have a third party agency doing, doing it for them. Yeah. But yeah. There's some more questions mm-hmm. and like some I think we want to deep dive deeper into this, so we're mm-hmm. probably gonna do that in the next episode. So make sure you're following us on socials and following us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to the pod, because the next episode is also going to be juicy and a continuation from this. Yes. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We'll see you again soon. When, 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 I don't know when, but we'll see you. A week after today. It will be, but (laughs) who knows when, what we will be, what will have happened in our life. Maybe maybe I'll have a boyfriend. No, you won't. (laughs) No. Maybe. Not not in a week, no. I mean, you never know. By the time this is put out. You could be engaged. Okay, babe. No, let's not. We need you to be engaged first. Yeah, that's not going to happen for a while. (laughs) <laughs> all right anyway see you guys later see you later bye